Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Football is back and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. This is Lock It In, a sports betting show. Part of the Believe Podcast Network. And now, here's your host, Cam Rogers. Welcome into Lock It In with Cam Rogers right here on Believe. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am Cam Rogers, of course. Great to be with you. Lot to get to. Here on the program, Thursday night football preview, Saints and Cardinals. I'll give my prediction for that game, which should be another boring Thursday night football matchup. Plus, I predict the rest of the NFL. Week 7 matchups right here on the show. I give my expert picks. I'll let you know what goes down this week in the NFL. Plus, I'm talking PGA Tour, the CJ Cup is this week in South Carolina. Big-time tournament, really good field. I'll get to my predictions for that, plus some news about what is going to happen on the PGA Tour as far as these elevated events are concerned. So that is coming up very soon on the program as well. Follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, at Mr. Rogers 99 and on Instagram, at Mr. Rogers 98 coming off an average week picking the NFL seven and seven record that puts me at 43 actually 53 40 and one straight up and then 45 and 50 against the spread not really good but I am confident that I will have a clean sweep In the NFL here this week. Really excited to get to all of these games here. Unlock it in with Cam Rogers. Again, follow the show. Lock it in with Cam Rogers. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, Apple, Amazon Music. Tune in. All that good stuff. Check me out wherever you go. And I am live on SportsMap Radio every Thursday evening at 7 o'clock Eastern time, taking you up until the top of the hour, 8 o'clock Eastern time. So that's how you can get me coming up next on the show. Let's talk about the NFL, my week seven predictions, starting with Thursday night football tonight, Saints and Cardinals. This is Lock It In on Believe. Keep it right here. And welcome back. 
It's Lock It In with Cam Rogers. How are we on this Thursday evening? If you are tuning in on Sports Map Radio or on whatever day and time you're listening to this show, we thank you for coming along for the ride here. As I am going to predict every single week seven NFL game right here on the program. But I want to share with you guys what is about to be a marathon week for me. So I'm off from work from Wednesday through Sunday. And that is because I have two weddings in the span of 24 hours on opposite ends of the eastern seaboard. Okay, so how does that all work? Well, I flew from Baltimore last weekend to Boston. I'm here in Boston now with my family. Going to a wedding in Boston, one of my good friends, on Thursday evening. But first, of course, we have the rehearsal on Wednesday and all that good stuff. Thursday evening wedding. I'm in this wedding as a groomsman, okay? Wake up the next day, 7 a.m. flight from Boston to Miami. Driving from Miami to Key Largo, Florida to officiate a wedding that day, that afternoon, no less. Can I pull it off? Of course I can. Really excited about it. And then, of course, we can relax on Saturday and Sunday. Should be a beautiful weekend in Key Largo. So really excited about that. But, folks, not all heroes wear capes. Groomsmen, Thursday evening to officiant Friday evening. Script is ready to go. Jokes are loaded in. Really excited about this weekend. But it's going to be a test of stamina, if you will. Lots of electrolytes as well. Gatorade Zero. So that is my weekend. Your weekend will have plenty of football, I would assume. So let's get to it. Saints and Cardinals on Thursday night football. Let's talk about it. The Cardinals, as we stand, favorites by one. And the question is, is Cliff Kingsbury officially on the hot seat? Sure as heck seems that way. Meanwhile, the Saints, they just lost to the Bengals at home, and they have been hit hard with the injury bug. It's been some time since we last have seen Jameis Winston play quarterback. Michael Thomas has been banged up. Jarvis Landry, I think the leading receiver last week for the Saints, was Marquez Callaway. And you don't want that if you're a Saints fan. No offense. We're talking about Michael Thomas, one of the prolific wide receivers. He needs to be on the field for this team to be successful. Meanwhile, the Cardinals have just straight up been ineffective. Could not score a touchdown against the Seahawks a week ago. Nine points. Kyler Murray got the bag of money, if you will. And it's not just him. I just don't think the Cardinals have an offensive identity to actually perform. And the good news is DeAndre Hopkins is back at wide receiver. So you got that going for you. The bad news is, and we'll see how the injury report shakes out a little bit. 
Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, likely out for the season. So out goes Marquise, in comes DeAndre. Hopefully DeAndre can add some sort of spark to this Cardinals offense. The Cardinals should be healthier at running back to Eno Benjamin was the starting running back for the Cardinals a week ago. That's not a scenario you want if you're Cliff Kingsbury. This won't be fun to watch. That I can tell you. But I think the Cardinals find a way to cover in this game. I think they get it done at home. The Saints just have way too many injuries right now for me to really get on board with them. Cliff Kingsbury even said he's willing to give up play calling duties for the sake of the offense. So we'll see if that actually happens. I doubt it on a Thursday night football game. But the Cardinals need some sort of spark. I think DeAndre Hopkins can be that spark for them here in week seven. So Cardinals cover minus one. Let's talk about the Lions and Cowboys. The Cowboys are laying seven points in this one. Dak Prescott likely back at the quarterback position for Dallas and could not have come at a better time. Finally, the Cooper Rush win streak ends. Having lost to the Eagles on Sunday Night Football, rushed through three interceptions, and the Cowboys got into this mode where they had to throw the football you can't do that with Cooper Rush. He's a game manager. He's a clipboard holder. He's not used to that sort of atmosphere, throwing the football 45 times. So Dak Prescott, a welcome sight for Cowboys fans. And I still think the Cowboys are going to be a really difficult out in the NFC playoffs. So again, Cowboys laying seven. The Lions are coming off a bye week where... That could not have come at a better time, considering they got blanked by the Patriots. Zero points in that football matchup. The Lions went into that week, by the way, as the number one scoring offense in the NFL. So what Detroit team are we going to get this week? I think it's a team that can still score points. Amon Ross St. Brown should be back. DeAndre Swift should be back. So with that, I think the Lions cover plus seven. Dallas gets it done at home. I would not be surprised to see the Lions win this game outright only because of the rust factor at play here with Dak Prescott. So keep that in mind. It's been a while since the last time Dak has played NFL football, right? Week one. So Lions cover plus seven. Giants and Jaguars. The Jaguars are at home laying three in this one. It's actually interesting to see the Giants as an underdog here. What is Vegas seeing in this matchup? The Giants are five and one. They just beat the Baltimore Ravens, my Baltimore Ravens. And the Jaguars have lost three straight. Now the Jags have been a lot better at home. I will give them that. The Ravens should have won that football game a week ago. Maybe Vegas is thinking the same thing, and that's why the Jaguars are favored. But this line tells me that Vegas thinks these two teams are similar because you have that standard three-point advantage at home for the Jags. So with that, the Giants are not going 6-1. and one. They're not. 
They're not that good of a football team. Brian Dable is going to win coach of the year. But the Giants, 6-1, and one, I can't see it. The Ravens lost that game last week. The Giants did not win it. So I think the Jaguars regroup here, get a victory at home, and cover in that matchup. Travis Etienne, James Robinson, they ran well a week ago against the Indianapolis Colts, despite a losing effort. I think that continues here this week. Falcons and Bengals. The Bengals are six-point favorites in this one in Cincinnati. Are the Bengals even a playoff team, though? And it's crazy to say that, considering we're talking about Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, decent defensive line, AFC champions from a year ago. But they haven't looked convincing in any football game so far this year. The Falcons... ATS are undefeated. 6 and 0. Oh, they have covered every single game so far this year. That has only happened by the way 11 times in NFL history. So frankly, I have trust issues with the Bengals right now. The Falcons are showing a lot of promise in the run game. Marcus Mariota is taking care of the football for the most part. And this defense, all of a sudden, is opportunistic. So how can I not pick the Falcons in this one? And not even just to cover, I think the Falcons beat the Bengals in Cincinnati. I'm that concerned about the Bengals. Give me the Falcons to get it done. AFC South battle here, the Colts and the Titans. The Titans are two and a half point favorites in this one. The Colts are getting thin at the running back position right now due to injuries. We don't know whether Jonathan Taylor will play this week. We'll see what happens on the injury report. Naheem Hines did not play a week ago as well. We'll see if he can go, but for the Colts, they have to be able to run the football. They cannot rely on Matt Ryan throwing the football 45 times. It worked against the Jaguars on the road who historically stink on the road but we know the Colts' history with the titans and it's not good it's a lot of losses lately so i think matt ryan is still a liability at the quarterback position the titans historically own the colts give me tennessee at home coming off a bye week by the way and derrick henry should have a fantastic game considering the Colts just gave up a chunk of yardage to Travis Etienne and James Robinson a week ago. And here comes Derrick Henry. So I like the Titans to cover minus two and a half in that matchup. Cleveland Browns, Baltimore Ravens, this one in Baltimore. The Ravens are a touchdown favorite in this matchup. This Ravens team has to figure it out. They cannot close out football games right now, despite having leads late in the fourth quarter. They should be 6-0, and and they're not. Luckily, they have the lowly Browns here this week because, well, the Browns just stunk a week ago against the New England Patriots and a rookie quarterback, Bailey Zappi. No offense to him, but if you're Cleveland at home, you should be winning that football game, right? 
the Patriots were not favorites in that game. I think Baltimore gets back on track here. Please run the football. Kenyon Drake, J.K. Dobbins. You stopped doing it a week ago against the Giants, and I have no idea why. Run the rock 25 times, play action. I know you want Lamar Jackson to do Lamar Jackson things, but not going to lie, it sort of bit us in the butt a week ago when he threw a pick and fumbled the football. So let's run the football, please. Play action will mean that these defenses won't tee off on our offensive line. And I say our because I'm a Ravens fan, of course. But when you do play action, that freezes the defense. They can't get after you in the pass rushing department. So please, Baltimore, run the football. My pick, Ravens minus seven, they cover. Bucks and Panthers, NFC South showdown. The Panthers are getting 10 and a half in this matchup. The Bucks may be a disappointment, but the Panthers have been downright bad. The worst team in football, interim head coach, injuries at quarterback, trade rumors regarding Christian McCaffrey. So it's like nothing is going right right now for Carolina. They couldn't even cover a double-digit spread against the Rams a week ago, a team that has been mediocre at best here in 2022. But let's go to history. Tampa Bay has owned the Panthers of late, and none of these games have been close. Not within that 10.5-point margin, I'll tell you that much. So with that, I think the Bucks bounce back here. No weddings for Tom Brady, right? Nothing to do on Friday and Saturday, Tom. Good to go. Can make it through walkthroughs and all that. Give me the Bucks to cover. Minus 10.5 to get that one done against Carolina. Packers and Commanders. The Commanders are getting five and a half. And this one, Taylor Heineke will start at the quarterback position. The Packers are in shambles. They're desperate for a wide receiver right now. There's trade rumors out there that they're trying to get somebody for Aaron Rodgers at the wide receiver position. It is clear they miss Devontae Adams. And this defense, which is talented on paper, has been a major disappointment. So far this year, last in the NFL in rushing yards allowed. I think this is a good game again for Brian Robinson as he continues to get more reps as the commander's running back. But even still, the Packers win this game. Commanders cover, though. Plus five and a half, that's too many points for me. I think the commanders keep it within a field goal here. The Packers have shown nothing to me that they can blow out a team, especially on the road. So Commanders, plus five and a half, they cover. Packers win this game outright. Jets and Broncos. The Broncos are three-point favorites coming off a tough loss against the Los Angeles Chargers on Monday Night Football. Are the Jets playoff caliber? I mean, they just went into Green Bay and beat Aaron Rodgers. Now, the offense didn't really do much. Brees Hall has been amazing at the running back position, but Zach Wilson did not have to do much. The wide receivers did not have to do much. If the Jets get into a shootout type of atmosphere, that's when it gets tough. So I don't anticipate that sort of atmosphere here this week against the Denver Broncos, who honestly are just still trying to figure it out. Like, 
I wonder if the leadership in Denver is starting to have buyer's remorse with Russell Wilson because it is not working so far. The Jets have shown resiliency, but I can't see them going five and two on the season. I think the Denver Broncos win. They cover minus three. Texans and Raiders. The Raiders are a touchdown favorite in this one. Both teams are coming off bye weeks, but the Texans are a feisty team. They can really compete. So I think they cover that touchdown number. This is probably going to be a three-point, four-point margin, something along those lines. But the Raiders do win this game outright, but Texans cover. By the way, they did beat the Jaguars a couple of weeks ago before going into that bye week. So some momentum there. Chiefs and 49ers. Big game here in the late window. The 49ers are three-point dogs at home. And the defensive injuries are continuing to pile up here for San Francisco, which is pretty bad timing considering you're playing against an angry Chiefs team that just lost to the Buffalo Bills at home. Keep an eye on Nick Bosa. Keep an eye on Trent Williams in this one for San Francisco. Regardless, I think the Chiefs put up points in this one. They get it done. Minus three. They should cover. No issues here. If this gets into a shootout, which I anticipate it will, I have a lot more faith in Patrick Mahomes to drop back 45 times than Jimmy Garoppolo. And the Chiefs just have more talent on that side of the ball, on the offensive side of the ball right now, as far as putting up points in bunches. So Chiefs minus three, they cover against the 49ers on the road. Seahawks and Chargers, the Chargers, touchdown favorites at home, at home. I think this will be a road game for the Chargers because Seattle fans can certainly travel from Seattle to L.A. in this one. They just held Kyler Murray and the Cardinals offense to nine points, talking about Seattle here. Pretty good performance for them. Geno Smith has been great. Kenneth Walker, really excited about this kid at the running back position, rookie running back. And I think he's in for a big game against this Chargers front seven that can't stop the run. That is key. And so this line is tough. I have a lot of faith in the Seahawks to put up points in this one. Can they keep it though within that seven point margin? If it was seven and a half, I would be inclined to pick Seattle to cover in this one, but it's right at seven. So I'll go Chargers to cover. They're too explosive on offense. I know the Seahawks have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, but still Chargers are getting healthier on the offensive line. Corey Lindsley should be back at center, their star center. And Keenan Allen should be back at the wide receiver position. So put that all together. Chargers cover minus seven. Pittsburgh Steelers, Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are seven-point favorites in this matchup. This is interesting because I don't know what's going to happen at the quarterback position. I think Tua will be good to go. So that is the assumption that I'm working with here as I will pick the Dolphins to cover at home under the bright lights, minus seven. Kenny Pickett, first primetime start. How will he 
thrive or not thrive in that atmosphere. The Steelers just stunned the Buccaneers, but I think they fall back to earth a little bit here. There are still too many injuries in that defensive secondary for Pittsburgh. Tom Brady, the Bucs, for whatever reason, could not take advantage of it, but I think the Dolphins can, especially with Jalen Waddell, Mike Gesicki, Tyreek Hill, Raheem Mostert at the running back position. So with Tua coming back, I'm confident in this number. Dolphins minus seven. Miami is still a potential playoff team. I think they show it on Sunday night football. Monday night football. Patriots hosting the Bears. Will anybody tune in to this one? Probably not. Patriots, seven and a half point favorites in Foxborough. The Bailey Zappy fever is real, but how long does it last? It should last through this week because the Bears are just awful. Like, they're not even fun to watch. Like, Seattle is not good, but they're fun to watch because they put up points. You're getting decent quarterback play, really good talent at the skill positions. The Bears have nothing on offense. And the defense, as a result, is on the field for too long. So they get gassed, and they struggle to stop the run. Here comes Ramondre Stevenson and potentially Damian Harris as well. I think the Patriots run the rock effectively, play good defense, Bailey Zappi stays efficient at the quarterback position and the Patriots cover minus seven and a half. Again, no faith whatsoever in the Chicago Bears Patriots cover on Monday night football. And welcome back to Lock It In with Cam Rogers. Appreciate you tuning into the program Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Rogers 99 and on Instagram at Mr. Rogers 98. Well, I just told you exactly what's going to happen in the National Football League this week. Now, take that with a grain of salt, considering I went seven and seven straight up in my picks a week ago. So there you have it. Okay, let's talk some PGA Tour here as the CJ Cup is here. Congaree Golf Club, which hosted the Palmetto Championship back in 2021. Tom Fazio designed golf course. It is a bomber's paradise. Very wide fairways, par 71, over 7,650 yards. No cut event, very good field here this week at the CJ Cup. Justin Thomas, world number one, Scotty Scheffler. Jordan Spieth is making his debut here this year. A lot of the elite golfers are making their debuts here this fall. John Rahm. Rory McIlroy will defend his title this week. Matthew Fitzpatrick, last year's U.S. Open winner. Sanjay M. Victor Hovland coming off a top five finish last week for Mr. Hovland. Colin Morikawa will be in the field. Shane Lowry, Corey Connors, Keegan Bradley, who won just last week, will be playing here this week at the CJ Cup. 
all in all, six of the world's top 10 will be playing. McElroy is the favorite at plus 750, as I always say about betting on golf, especially in the outright market. Anything less than 10 to 1 is unbettable unless there is absolutely overwhelming data to lend you to believe that that player is going to win. But I don't think it's going to happen for Rory McIlroy here this week. This field is way too deep. So I can't go there at that number. I have a different outright play this week for the CJ Cup. But statistically speaking, ball striking is the name of the game here, folks. Five of the top 10 on the Palmetto Championship leaderboard were inside the top 10 in strokes gained T to green for that week. Driving ability and approach game. Those are the key components for this week's event. So let's get to it. My outright pick is Sun J.M. to get it done. The best driver of the golf ball in this field over the last 24 rounds. Third tee to green. Top 30 finish last week at the Zozo Championship. That tournament was in Japan, so there is some concern in terms of fatigue, travel, that sort of thing, adjusting to the time change and all of that, going from Japan to South Carolina. That's a lot of travel. But if anybody can do it, it's Sanjay M. He's like playing every single week on the PGA Tour these days. Tour, So he's going to win at some point on the PGA Tour. I don't want to miss out. So I'm picking him this week to get it done. Ninth in this field in driving accuracy. Top 10 in greens and regulation as well. So Sun J.M. is my guy. He will win this week's CJ Cup. Two top 10 plays for you. Number one, Cameron Young. This field this week is much more of Cameron Young's speed as compared to last week. I liked him a lot last week, but it was his first start this fall so rust can be a factor 53rd last week at the zozo championship so i'm willing to look past that 15th in this field in strokes gained total over the last 24 rounds super talented player bomber off the tee this golf course is right up his alley 7600 yards par 71 big emphasis on length off the tee Cameron Young, top 10, lock that in. Hideki Matsuyama, top 10. Big storyline for me this week is to avoid the players who haven't played yet this fall. And like I mentioned, a lot of the elite guys are getting their first start here at this tournament in terms of this new PGA Tour season. And there's just no data to really go off of. It's been such a long layoff. I don't know, and I won't know who's going to be rusty, who's feeling good, that sort of thing. So all of that is to say that Hideki Matsuyama is not one of those players because he has played a lot so far this fall, has played in the Fortinet Championship and the Zozo Championship. The finishes weren't great, but what's key to me is that he's getting those reps in and you can't say that for 
Justin Thomas or Scotty Scheffler. Top 10 in this field in strokes gained approach over the last 24 rounds. Top 11 player on difficult golf courses and long yardage golf courses. When the going gets tough, Hideki Matsuyama is one of the best on the PGA Tour. So I think a top 10 there is a safe play. And listen, the sports books are paying attention to Spieth and JT and John Rahm. But I like the value that you can get here with Hideki Matsuyama and Cameron Young for top 10 finishes. Two top 20 plays. Number one, Taylor Montgomery. All he's done is finish in the top 15 in all of his starts this fall. Riding a hot putter right now, top 10 in this field, and strokes gained off the tee over the last 24 rounds. The iron game isn't great, but that's not uncommon when you're number one in this field in strokes gained putting over the last 24 rounds and really good off the tee. You see this formula a lot where you have really elite drivers and really elite putters, but not really good iron game players. Cameron Champ comes to mind, Cameron Davis a little bit. So Montgomery, top 20, pretty good value. Again, this is a smaller field, no cut event. So I like that play a lot. I mentioned Cameron Davis. I like him a lot this week for a top 20 finish. Flashing some serious ability of late. Top 10 in this field. In strokes gained T to green over the last 24 rounds. In his previous eight starts, he's earned five top 20 finishes. That's a pretty good clip. Played well, by the way, at the President's Cup for the international team. Crushes par fives due to his length off the tee. I think he's got some decent outright value as well. But for a top 20, certainly Cameron Davis. Lock that in. Couple of props for you as well. Top American this week. Sam Burns is 14 to 1. One of the few top players in this field who has actually played this fall. He was 30th at the Sanderson Farms Championship. Not a massive amount of data to go off of. But I still like his talent. I like his number. I've at least seen him once this fall, unlike some of the other golfers in this category. So 14 to 1, top American, Sam Burns. I think that's worth a sprinkle. Top continental European, Victor Hovland, plus 235 to get that done. So you're getting plus money here because John Rahm is in this category along with Alex Noren and Sepp Straka. And I'm willing to ride the hot hand here with Victor Hovland. We saw him last week at the Zozo Championship finishing inside the top five. Same logic with Sunjay Im, of course. Victor is going to have to travel from Japan to South Carolina adjust to the time change, all that. But if all is good there, I think Hovland can win this category top continental European. Top South American, Emiliano Grillo is plus 165. He's somebody who I have talked about a lot so far this fall. He's having a fantastic start to his PGA Tour season. Four top 25s. 
in his last five starts, two of which were top 10 finishes. 16th in strokes gained approach over the last 24 rounds. What's really standing out to me, though, is that he has figured out the putter. Sixth in this field in strokes gained putting over the last 24 rounds. So in this category, he has to beat out Sebastian Munoz and Mito Pereira. Both really talented players. But I'm willing to go with Emiliano Grillo here this week. I like him for a top 10, maybe a sprinkle in the outright market as well. I think you can get him at like 70 to 1. I think that's worth a sprinkle, right? But top South American this week, Emiliano Grillo. All right, so let's recap. My betting card for the CJ Cup this week, Congaree Golf Club. Outright selection, Sunjay M, top 10, Cameron Young, top 10, Hideki Matsuyama, top 20, Taylor Montgomery, top 20, Cameron Davis, top American, Sam Burns, top continental European, Victor Hovland, top South American, Emiliano Grillo. Go ahead and lock in those bets. Okay, some news out of the PGA Tour here. As it pertains to these elevated events this season, according to a report from Golf Week, the four additional elevated events for this season will be the Waste Management Phoenix Open, RBC Heritage, Wells Fargo Championship, and the Travelers Championship. These will join the Genesis Invitational, Arnold Palmer Invitational, Memorial Tournament, WGC Dell match play and the century tournament of champions. All of these events will have purses of $20 million. These will be mandatory starts for the top 20 players in the tours player impact program as well. And reportedly these events may not necessarily have the elevated status in 2024. That's a key note there. But it seems like we are ready to go here with these exclusive events. This was a big change that we recently saw from Jay Monahan and the leadership there at the PGA Tour as a response to what's going on with the Live Tour. So I'm all for this. I think it's great. More money for the players. And there are a lot of other changes that are going on, too, with the PGA Tour, especially as they pertain to if you miss the cut, you're guaranteed some money, that sort of thing. And then when you are a rookie on the PGA Tour, getting a stipend to start just to get yourself going. So all of these things are great. I'm a fan of it. And we'll see what happens here as we go forward. Because it doesn't seem like the Live Tour is going away anytime soon. With that, I've got some news from that side of things in the golf world. Will the Live Tour have their own major championships? I'll talk about it right here on Lock It In. Keep it right here. This is Lock It In with Cam Rogers. As we wrap up the hour here, it's been fun. Talking the NFL, PGA Tour, and now we are going to talk about the Live Tour because the big storyline right now is 
Will the Live Tour have major championships on its schedule? A Live Tour executive recently said that if the four major championship governing bodies ban Live golfers from the majors, the Live Tour will create its own. Now, number one, this is silly. It makes no sense whatsoever because everybody has to play in every single event. So what makes the major championships all that much better? So that doesn't add up. But I think the big takeaway here is that the number one storyline of 2023 for the PGA Tour and Live Tour is will the USGA, the RNA, Augusta National, and the PGA of America all allow previously qualified live golfers to play in their major championships. First up is Augusta National. That's the first major on the schedule. You have a lot of live golfers who are qualified in theory to play in the Masters. Many of them who have won a green jacket or multiple green jackets before. Phil Mickelson, Patrick Reed, Sergio Garcia, Brooks Kepka would qualify, not as a winner of the Masters, but still. So what will Augusta National do? And you have to wonder if these four governing bodies are having ongoing discussions as we speak. And another footnote on this is that the official world golf ranking system has yet to allow live golfers to accrue points during their starts, during their events. So that's another thing to monitor as we go along here. But big news to follow as we enter 2023 here in the golfing world. This has been Lock It In with Cam Rogers. Thank you so much for tuning in. Follow me on Twitter at MrRogers99. Continue the conversation, and I will talk with you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.